You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. Hello, hello. What is up, you all? It's me, Salish. And so here's what's up. It's Pride Month, and I really, I know I've got... I've got an arsenal of great episodes waiting that have been waiting to be released for months. But before I can go forth and release a new episode, I really wanted to revisit my favorite, one of my favorite episodes um, to kick off Pride Month. And that is with the one, the only Alex Newell. So if you haven't heard this one before, it is time for you to listen to it today. And if you have listened to it, maybe give it a little re-listen because Alex has a lot of great things to share and to say. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Black Hair in the Big Leagues. Happy Pride Month, y'all. Let's go. big leagues. I'm your host, Alicia Thomas. Y'all, my heart is racing. I'm so excited. Today, I've got one of the most amazing voices on this show that I've ever had the pleasure of hearing with my own ears. It's like Whitney Houston, Shaka Khan, Aretha Franklin, you like all mixed into one. Uh, he raised eyebrows, turned heads, and got America's attention as a season regular on Glee. But some might argue that he made his star turn in the Broadway revival of Once on This Island. And I am currently so excited because I am binging right now Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Y'all, help me welcome Alex Newell. Woo! I'm obsessed with you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, that was like the best introduction I have ever done got so we're in here we out here literally i'm so excited that you joined me thank you for making time and right now i just realized that i'm not even sure of the answer and i want to make sure that i get it right so i'm going to clarify first I'll, i'll start by saying i feel like you alex are so you can't be put in a box you have gotten the box and have destroyed it and so my first question actually is, to me, a very limiting question. Um, how do you identify? You know, it's like I've never identified 
which is super strange to say. I've always felt different and I always felt there's never been a category for me, no matter what space I've ever been in, whether it was high school, whether it was at church, whether it was at the mall, whether it was shopping, I never felt like I was there was a place for me. So it's like I've created this own space of being myself and being one and kind of just like, I don't, when people ask me what my pronouns are, I never have a preference because it's get to know me first and whatever energy you get from me, that's the energy that you got. And that's what you love first. You don't love a gender. You love the person. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. Like speaking to you, you've given me chills because it's so, we've made this thing to like, human brain is like what is this is it this is it this is it black is it white and you are like challenging the system because no like no one knows but you're so right it's your heart your energy your talent and you are so lovable and you just said like you've never you've never felt that need for a box even when you were young no, I mean, that that box, it's so, I was always the odd one out. And you probably know this. I was the only black kid in my preschool. Mm. Like I was the only, as my mother used to say, the only fly in the buttermilk. <laughs> <laughs> Where it was just me out here in the, the sea of white kids. And growing up, you're just like, oh, I get it. And then going home to my family, not my family, immediate family, but like my cousins and visiting my mom's side of the family, being the oddball out there because I didn't speak like they spoke. So wait, and where did you grow up? I grew up in Massachusetts. Okay. And my mom and dad are from Alabama. And I think my entire mother's side moved to Detroit. And so there was this like, strange, you don't speak like us. And I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know what you mean. Or, um, you, oh, you think you're better than us because you go to Catholic school? You should go to private right. school? And I was just like, no, uh, what? No, no, that's just what your auntie sent me. Wow. It's like growing up, I've always had to like be one and I'm an only child. So I've had to spend so much time with me first yeah. than I did with anybody else. Where did you get the freedom? Because I feel like, especially when we're little, we are so, it's, it's beat into us. Like this is right. This is wrong. This is acceptable. This isn't. So where did you get this confidence and this freedom to be like, I don't care. This is me. And not only that, but to keep it into adulthood. I think really it it was a, a strange, weird, only child, dead parent kind of freedom. I know it's strange to say my father died when I was six. Ugh. And so um, a lot of my life was my mom trying to cope for the fact that it was okay to be me and that I didn't need to feel any different without having one less parent. And my family around me did the same exact thing. Also, I was in therapy at six. Got it. That's great. I was in, th my mother said, oh, daddy's gone. Great. Therapy's on. Great. I feel like that's very kind of rare, especially in black households to be like, we're doing therapy. I did not grow up in a, in a, household where it's like therapy is a thing I discovered that when I was like oh everyone in New York has a therapist great sign me up <laughs> no I mean for the most part it's my mom's a medical she's a nurse she knows what these things are she knows that it's good to talk to someone now I'm just like hello baby go to talk to someone go talk yeah. to my mom because it's it's one of those things that she was so strong for me but like I don't think she worked out anything for herself at now almost 65 and so it's just like i'm gonna need to find you us a therapist 
because there were so many other unsaid things. She gave me so much freedom that it was a hindrance sometimes because I was like, I don't need no mama. I can do all this on my own. And in actuality, I've always needed my mother. Oh, I, I love that. And I also love and encourage anytime, especially people who have a platform to talk about therapy so that other people know that it is okay. It is, okay. is But especially as like a performer, I mean, in this business, we hear no so often yeah. that it's, yeah. there's nowhere and no place that we cannot not take it personal. Yeah. Like when you're constantly hearing no's and you're not hearing yeses as often, you need this self-affirmation to know that it's not your fault. Because mm. it's not anybody's fault. I mean, I grew up, I was told that I was too fat for Lola and Kinky Boots. That could have crushed me. But I was just like, wow. it's not me. It's not me. It could never have been me. Oh, which is so beautiful because look at all of the trail. You know that you're a trailblazer, right? You I try not to think about it, but yes, I do know it. Like you're aware that you um have spearheaded uh, like not a movement, maybe even a movement, but like you have trailblazed for so many in the LGBTQ um, community plus community. You in the industry, you've you're like kind of blazing just blazing away. <laughs> um, do you remember the first time that you ever tried on a wig? Do you remember the first time you ever put on an outfit that you were like, uh-oh, who is she? No, I, I don't, because I never, I would always try on my mama's shoes when we had the same shoe size. Like when we, all, when we, everyone in the house had the same shoe size, it was just like a gambit. Right. Um, but I used to, I used, I never told anybody this. I used to try on my mother's wedding gown all the time I was so obsessed with it did she know I know she doesn't even know this but um I'm so I was so obsessed with the picture of my mom's wedding today I think it is the most beautiful heinous wedding I've ever seen in my life like the dress is is it's just so 90s so princess died turn of the century big blue stock sleeves yes. um lace everywhere the tightest bodice one can find i was like how are you pregnant with me but this it barely fits me as a child but and then she had lavender and gray which were going to be my wedding colors when i grow up just to pay homage to my mom and my dad oh. but um lavender and gray for the bridesmaids and uh, uh, groomsmen, whatever. But I used to try on the dress and I used to be swat. I looked like a giant marshmallow engulfed in a giant gown. Um, and that's like the only time that I would actually dress other than like putting a towel on my head yes. and being fabulous <laughs> on the bundles. Truly. But it wasn't until like hair, makeup, everything when I was on the Glee Project. That was the very first time. Oh, mm -hmm. so did they, okay. And I wanted to ask this about Zoe's, like your character in Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, you have like different hair in every scene, scene. scene. in every scene. Um, did you have any input? How did they I come? All of the input. Yes. I have all of the input and it's, it's a fight. It is really a fight. I will say that it's a fight a lot of the time because it's, I'm in Canada. Okay. <laughs> I'm in Canada and the, the texture and black hair and the wherewithal for fashions that's not just, I'm going to curl your hair isn't always there. 
speak on it? So when I came up here, I was like, I just need someone that's going to know how to do my hair. And I got, oh, no, she's very versed in doing your hair. I said, no, I need her to know how to do my hair. Well, I know how to do textured hair. No, no, no. Let's not say textured hair. I want you to know how to do my hair, to maintain my hair, to braid my hair, to bend to knot my hair, to cornrow. Like, I would like someone that has the knowledge and the wherewithal to do my hair. It's not about being able to be like, well, yeah, I took one course. I did one course where I studied black hair. Okay, for centuries, we've had to know how to do our hair and your hair. Yes. Yes. So if we have to know both, I expect you to afford us the same right to also know how to do both and not just say that you know how to do both. Right. So did you find, did, did so they provide? We, did, we find, we, they did not provide and I made a tizzy fit about it. Oh. And we found someone that could do my hair and maintain my hair because there's, in film, there's a lot of maintenance that goes on with your hair. Yeah. I mean, yes, I'm wearing wigs all the time. You think you don't need any maintenance. No, that's someone that's going to braid down my scalp Yeah. and make sure that every follicle is moisturized with the jojoba oils. Yes. <laughs> and the black castor oils to make sure that when we take these braids out, I can walk out and still look cute. And my hair's not breaking off because I'm being cornrowed each and every day and I'm flat ironing it every day and I'm blowing it out every day. It's yeah. one of those things. I need to maintain my hair. It's not just doing it. So, okay. And this might be a dumb question because you're clearly a star. And so you, I know you've figured this out on the way, but I, it has just dawned on me that I am allowed to ask in advance, like, is this going to be provided? And I actually learned it from somebody who came on this podcast. He, he does hair, Geo. And he was like, before you get to set, before you do a gig, whatever it is, ask your agent. Is there yes. going to be? Yeah. When, when did you discover that? Well, I discovered that on Glee. <laughs> um, because on Glee, I was taken care of. I can't say that I wasn't. Because over at Roxanne, my girl, my set mama, this yes. wonderful woman. Oh my goodness. I call her Roxy. She's a troublemaker. <laughs> um, she would always come up to me. It's a black woman. She always come up to me when I was acting up with her comb and say, hold your hand out. Just hold your hand out and pop me on my hand. No. But, um, she would pop me on my hand and I would, we would laugh about it, but she was wonderful to me and I was taken care of from all standpoints. When she left to go do another show, they did not bring in, they brought in someone that's really good, but it wasn't the same as Roxanne. Then I left the show. And when I came back to the show, I had gotten a sew-in. And I was the baddest one with the sew-in. Yes. It was nice ombre blonde motif down yes. to a shoulder length. And so I got there and Amber was in my chair. Uh-oh. And I said, oh, uh, okay, I'll just wait. I'll just wait. And, you know, Amp was the baddest one with uh -oh. hair down past her behind. Right, right. And wrap around a curling iron 18 times, whatever. So I was like, they were like, oh, Al, could you go to the secondary trailer? Um, she knows what she's doing. I said, I can wait. It's no, 
it's no like skin off my teeth though i'm perfectly fine with waiting no just go because we have it's it was the entire cast of the entire series for the last episode Got so it. they were practicing people left and right and i was like okay i can go and so i went there and i sat down and she touched my hair and said it's just so long um what are it's just so what it's just so it's just so long i I don't even know what i'm gonna do with it i said don't touch it all right let me go (laughs) let me go i said you can curl everybody's hair that's your texture whether it was short long a jagged asymmetrical or no hair at all but it came to this texture which wasn't even my natural texture which is just a silky perm pressed out weft that I got, little bun that I got, and you couldn't do that? Right. That's, and my agent called, my manager rather, he said, just let me know if this ever is a problem again. I said, it's never going to be a problem ever again because I want to know that there's going to be someone on this lot, on this set, that knows how to do my hair. Yeah. But you have to take care of yourself first. It is a dog-eat-dog world out here because at the end of the day, there are two things that are going to happen. You're the one that's going to be on camera. Right. And and nobody's going to be like, well, why did they do your hair like that? They're going to say, why is your hair like that? Why are you looking busted? Why did you let them? Why are you looking busted? The responsibility comes directly back down to you. And two, you're going to be bald. Right. So you're saying that we have to advocate for ourselves no matter what yeah we'll be right back right after the break it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Do you have, do you have a hair journey? that you would say? I do have the longest of hair journeys. Um, (laughs) There was the time where I didn't know what I was doing and I was just doing what made everybody happy, AKA my mama. Mm, Yes. And it was always just like a a barbershop lineup, buzz Uh cut, until I like got out of the home where I wasn't wrapped into it. And then I was in this very, very awkward phase of just like constantly growing my hair out and not knowing what to do with it. That's so real, Alex. (laughs) That is so real. Out to here, just like the miniest microphone top, looking crazy, (laughs) dry, brittle, just kind of there. And I'm just like, 
I don't really know what I'm gonna do with it. I'm just I'm just here. And this was at the time that I was on Glee, but not as much as a series regular, I was just a guest star. And just like wearing the wig, wearing the wig, wearing the wig, wearing the wig. And then I was just like, it doesn't have to be this way. Because I did a photo shoot, um, just my publicist had set up my very first gallery shoot just for Alex Newell. And we hired um, my former hairstylist um, and then Kareem, now Gracie, then Kareem gave me the most amazing haircut I had ever gotten in my life. I mean, this haircut was down. I mean, I look dope, 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 dope. And I was like, this is what my hair is going to be forever. And so I was constantly going to Gracie to get a haircut all of the time. And that's when I kind of solidified my hair journey. And then I was just like, I want to switch it up. And Gracie said, how about you put a sewing in? Or we dye it a color. Or we could do this. Or we could do that. Or we could do this. And it was like Pandora's box just completely opened up. And I was just like, oh my God, this hair journey is endless. I want to do it all. And so there was a whole summer that I was a redhead. I don't know if I, oh, did, do we know, did we know you, no, Alex? No okay. one. Like there was just a whole summer that I was a redhead. And it was, it was a good color when it was done. When it was not done, it was not a good color. I also <laughs> had, I also put in green contacts. I was 19, everybody. I was 19 years of old. It wasn't great. It was not great. But yeah. then um, it was then it turned into a sew-in where I had like a cute, like this, but it was sewn in, not sewn, it was glued in. Just like looked like it was cute, blown out in motif. And then yes. I got the sew-in that was down to here just to be like, Oh, I'm cute and I can be versatile and put up on a ponytail. And then that sewing turned down to a sewing that was down to my knee. The hair journey never stopped, which in counter, I've always now been two steps ahead of hairstyles, especially for Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, so that when it airs, it's of the time. Right. Oh, wait, how do you fix your brain to do that? You just look at what, what's, what everyone's starting to do. Like that is a mind boggle. <laughs> like right now, the mullet isn't in full effect. It's not in full effect yet. But as soon as the mullet is in full effect, it only took um, Rihanna's Fenty Fashion Show, the second one where Paris is wearing the mullet at the beginning, for it to be a thing. You're going to find that most edgy girls are going to start doing the mullets, and then that's going to turn into the trickle down effect. It's just like the Devil Wears Prada. It takes wow. one. Yeah. When did you figure that out? That would scare me because, like, what if you choose one that is like, no, no one's gonna do this. <laughs> that's the freedom of it. That is that's the freedom of it, and especially being behind the curve of things. If you do it now, they're not really gonna realize it. They're gonna look at this character being like, oh, you're being edgy, and then move on from it. Got it. That's all. You're absolutely right, especially since. I, literally, when the first couple episodes, I was like, they've changed, they've changed their hair. Like, Alex, your hair is different all the time. So it you're absolutely every. It's that's one of the main things that I wanted, and the creator and I wanted it was trying to find a way that art isn't just painting or art isn't just fashion. It's like, no, my hair and my makeup is art, and I would like to show that art form of the different variations of what your mood could be and how long you had to do your makeup or hair. 
but it is a fight because I'm black and they're white. But it's, it's all right. It's okay. It's okay. So, so for you to have all of these hair experiences, and I'm sorry, I'm I'm really loving Zoe's by the way, especially since the first like five seconds of the episode, you can hear somebody in another apartment singing. I'm like, that's Alex, everybody. <laughs> um, but what about? Can we talk about when you were in Once on This Island? Your hair wasn't out at all, was it? No. No. How was that, not having to do your hair for a show? Well, I still had to do my hair. I had to prep my hair regardless. But Right. Because um, even then, um, I started Once on This Island with a sew-in. Did I start with a sew-in? Yeah, I started with a sew-in. So I had to pin curl and wrap down my hair and prep it for my lovely mic pack on top of my head under my right. t-shirt wraps and all of that. But I, being on the men's floor and all of that, I'd be like, y'all men, it takes y'all a whole whopping 30 seconds to get ready. You put on your little halos, you put on your little mic packs and you're out there on stage. Meanwhile, I'm out in these streets just like, huh? You need something else for me? Oh. Right. But it's it's different. But I would rather have not had to do anything <laughs> <laughs> if I go back to it. So I have a question for you. And I don't know how this is going to sound, but I am going to ask the question because I feel like in the Broadway community, it's going to start coming up. And it's nice to just start the conversation. Um so, but forgive me if it comes out messy. So you just men mentioned that you were on the boys' floor at once on this island. So I'm, and I feel like every future show that you're doing that has a bigger backstage theater, you're always going to be in your own dressing room. I just mm -hmm. feel like that is, that's just for you, you know. Um, what about the people who are coming behind you, boys who identify as female, women who identify as male, and anything else in between that we haven't even like named yet. How do, do you have an opinion on what dressing room? How I always say you go to the dressing room that you're most comfortable in. And with that, it's a community and you have to be okay with, I don't want to say be okay with going into one that you're not comfortable in, speaking up to get your own to say something for them to make space for you. And it has nothing to do, has nothing to do with the production. It has to do with you solely. You have to be okay with speaking up to advocate for yourself and get what you want. Because if uh, my mom always said, a closed mouth does not get fed. And I think we're, we're so timid and we're in a mindset as actors and performers that we're just so happy to have the gig. Yeah. We're so happy just to have the gig and to have the paycheck that we stop advocating for ourselves. You have to push. You have to push them into giving you your just you and your respect. Because I can't tell you, I mean, I walked into Once This Island, and I can say this freely, I don't give a damn. Um, I walked into Once This Island, we moved into the theater, and there were three people on my dressing room door's name. Like on saying Alex Newell, Isaac Cole Powell, and Tyler Hardwick. I love Tyler Hardwick from here to the moon and back. Whatever, Tyler, I love you. But <laughs> my contract said 
that I'd only be sharing my my dressing room with one, no more than one other person. No okay. more than one other person. So what So you- I said, well, this is wrong. I looked at company management and he said, I don't know. So I walked down direct to the general manager and I said, hi, Ryan. Um, There's an extra person in my dressing room. And he said, oh, it's a last minute change. Sorry. I said, and you can last minutely change it back because as the contract that you wrote and I signed, you wrote it, I agreed to it and I signed it. It said that I'd share with my, I'd share my dressing room with no more than one other person. And now there is two people in my dressing room. So either I walk out of this theater since you're in breach of the contract that you wrote, I signed and agreed to, or fix the problem. And the next day it was fixed. Okay. Okay. So I'm listening to you and you have a confidence that is unfathomable to most people. You do know that, right? And I'm, and I'm also, it's inspiring because that to me is the goal to be able to speak up for yourself, to not be a bitch, to not be mean, to but to be able to, like you're saying, advocate for yourself, speak up for yourself. And it, but that to me doesn't come naturally, especially for as a woman. It doesn't come naturally to anyone, period. Because we're told, especially as black people, we're told to just be speak patiently and kindly and be nice to everyone. Yes. But I was I spoke sternly and directly. And at the end of the day, you wrote the contract. I agreed to the terms. Right. You wrote it. You said we cannot give you your own dressing room, but since we cannot give you your own dressing room, you won't be sharing with a lot of people. Wow. I feel like the only time that I've been able to really stand in some of the con, some of, not even all of it, a fraction of the confidence that you're displaying is when I'm equity deputy and I'm speaking for more than just myself. It's like business hat on. Hey guys, not trying to be mean, but like, this is a problem. that it's you know when you know the facts and the facts are facts i mean anyone that's coming after me make sure if you don't feel comfortable being in the females ensemble dressing room or the males ensemble dressing room or you just don't feel comfortable being put in something that you don't identify as put it in your contract and fight for them to put it in your contract because i hope y'all are listening there will always be space in some of these theaters there will always be space in a majority of these theaters some of these people have dress rooms that don't ever be in them. That's true. That's very true. I mean, but like you get your dressing room, but I mean, if you're at the Broadway, there is, there is a dressing room. If you're at the Broadway, there is a dress room. These must have 45 yeah. people on stage at right. a moment. There is a space and you have to create, you have to the bar has to be set that you create the space that you want to be, that is conducive for your well-being. We're going to cut for a short ad break. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I've got another question for you, and I don't mean to rattle feathers or anything, but Alex, I saw, I was there, I witnessed, I was in the community. We all witnessed, we all witnessed your performance as Asaka in Once on this Island. Why the hell weren't you nominated? That's none of my, it's none of my business. It's, it's really none of my business. And you know, it's, it's strange because it didn't matter where I went. And they were show ponying me all around New York City. Everywhere. Yes, they were. I was everywhere. There was not a person that did not know who I was in New York City at that moment. Um, yeah. And everywhere I went, it was, it's yours. You got it. What is happening? I've never, you're a revelation. You're this, you're that, blah, 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 blah. And yeah. that drives you crazy a little bit. Oh. It does. When you're getting admiration that much and you're just like, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh my, thank you. Th thanks again. And your body is starting to fail you because you're doing it eight times a week, plus being ponied around the city, plus yeah. doing interviews for it, plus being a human and doing right. life. And like my mother had an entire stroke while I was on Broadway and I was, wow. she was like, send me a text message. Hey, in the hospital, don't worry. Put her phone away. And I'm just like, hey, hey. Whoa. So it's like life kept going on. And then in the back of your mind, you're just like, I have to keep up this standard of being that chew and being the one that has it in the back bag, in the bag, being that one that has all of this. To be honest, I'm perfectly fine. I like making it as a joke. Oh, well, remember that time I wasn't nominated for a Tony? But to be honest, I was crushed on the inside when yeah. it didn't happen. Like, yeah. I remember having breakfast for like my closest friends in my apartment and we get to the category and it just doesn't happen. And I was just like, I need, I need baskets. And at the time I was living across the street from a home goods. I was just like, I need baskets because not only did it not happen, I then had to go to rehearsal yeah. to rehearse for the Today Show, which was the next morning singing my number, which was like, oh, once you get the nomination, you're going to be interviewed after the segment. And I was just like, okay, whatever. I remember getting in my elevator doors and them closing from the 14th floor all the way to the ground floor. I sobbed uncontrollably. It was like a movie. Doors opened. I was dry, fresh-faced, and bushy-tailed. And then I got outside to the courtyard, started sobbing more, put my sunglasses on, got to the home goods, got baskets, started sobbing while looking at baskets and napkins. And then then got back to my um, apartment building, got up to the 14th floor again, cried in the elevator back up, got back in, nothing was wrong. I, I allowed wow. myself those moments to cry about it 
because there was no tears left to cry. Thank you, Ariana. No tears left to cry after that mm. because it was work mode. And people are always, well, maybe they did. I hated it. Maybe they didn't know what category to put you in. I said, I told them what category to put me in. I allowed them to put me in the category that they wanted to put me in. So I'm just, and this question isn't necessarily for you unless if you want to answer it, but I'm just like, who, who, are, who is making these decisions? Who, how, because we all, you obviously felt the brunt of getting robbed, but I felt robbed on your behalf. <laughs> I don't know, because let me tell you, Kanita R. Miller deserved a Tony nomination for playing Mama Yearly. I, like the way that she looked at uh, what's that little girl's at uh, Haley T Moon each yes. and every night and just made everyone's heart break in a matter of seconds. It was just so profound. And yes, we got a lot of nominations, yay! But it, <laughs> it's it, what I, I really have issues with the Tonys and how they're structured. Mainly because <clears throat> this is going to ruffle everybody's feathers. I still don't understand. Like, I didn't see Aaron in Moulin Rouge. That's fine. I'm, I know he's a wonderful performer. I know that's wonderful. And I'm not trying to take anything away from him. But why are we only nominating one person in that category? Right. For this yeah. year's Tonys you're talking about. There's not. That's not a nomination. That's an instantaneous win right it's what you could have you could have boosted up someone's supporting male to lead male you could have just to keep face i think we pick and we choose when it comes to tony nominations we pick and we choose who we're going to nominate how we're going to nominate them and who's going to win it's just like that season where there were six women in leading cat in uh, leading actress in a musical, that's mm-hmm. never happened in like a long time. They were just like, mm, well, we got six, and I was just right. like, do we, do we, do we have six? Wow, are, are there are these six worthy of it? But it's not taking away from them. But it's just like, but then it's just like, I have a problem with Bess. Yeah, I do. I have a I have a problem with Bess and what Bess means. Best at that moment, best at that time, best yeah. one at the juncture. Like, what is best? Um, but I do know it's a political thing. It is a political It's thing. a political thing. The, the Tonys are absolutely political. Absolutely. 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 Like, there are three revivals each and every year. You had Carousel, My Fair Lady, and Once in Silent. You don't want to seem racist, so yes, give it to Once in Silent. Even though it was the phenomenal show of the season. Right. But it's also just like the producers get that Tony. The cast that's doing it eight shows a week, the cast that's produces Treat Like Trash aren't getting a Tony. Yeah. We're not getting a Tony. We're getting a pat on the back. Dang! Okay. That's it. We, we get a pat on the back. And I'm always just like, at least give us a little certificate or something. Right, we doing we doing some work. We doing some some doing hard that. work over here. Heavy lifting. The crew doesn't get anything. Wow, and they're doing a majority of the work before we even get to the theater. Yeah, it's yeah. Like the crew girl. A certificate or something. 
Like, I'm just a little, little, little piece of gold tape in the middle of the set that you want to tell me. You were a part of this set, Juana Tony. Yeah, instead of just having to see it on the Google. <laughs> it's on the Google in somebody else's house who just put some money in it. I said, if wow. you really want to talk about who put money into it, who put the money into it, it's not the producer. It's always the actors. Wow. Between the voice wow. lessons, the, the voice lessons, the dance lessons, the college degrees, the taxis, the trains, the shoes, the uh, the sheet music, all of that stuff, and the time it took for you to say that you're worthy enough to be in my musical. Honestly, you've just said it. You've said it. You have said it. And I am signing off. So um, thank you for all of that. Love, 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 love. Let's see here. I want to ask you a couple more things so I can let you go, honey. I'm so grateful that you um, showed up here. Talk to me for a little bit. I want to know um, who, who, who do you look up to? Because obviously a lot of people look up to you. I look up to so many people. It's, I mean, I could say I look up to Billy Porter and I look up to Titus Burgess and I look up to Barbara Streisand, Lilius White, Keisha Lewis, um, Audrey McDonald, um, all of these people. I look up to them, but I look up to my friends. My friends are the ones that keep me going. My friends are the ones that make me want to be a better singer, better actor, a better person. Um, I have this friend group of Demarius Coops and Copes and um, Antoine L. Smith and Ari Groover and Warren Franklin Egypt. Egypt Franklin, I can't even speak. This is why this coffee is <laughs> doing good. My family. And it's like Warren is doing at 23 is a lead in Hamilton on the tour. Ari's doing this independent show at Randall Island in, uh, on Halloween. Demarius is uh, doing Dear Evan Hansen. Wow. <laughs> Antoine is about to do his 13th million Broadway show in MJ. Wow. It's these, they keep me going. And That's I look at crowd. them. And it's not because it's not because I'm further in my career. It's that they know how to make a career last as long as it's been for them. Even though one's just starting and I see so much of myself in him, even though I started at 18. No, I see, I just see so much of myself in anyone younger that's getting success so fast. And I want to protect them like little baby birds because I know what it did to my psyche and I know all the craze and the responsibility and the lack of responsibility and the fame that comes with being in a hit musical or a hit television show or being that mm -hmm. rising star. And I protect those that have been doing it longer because I'm just like, you are an icon. Any person that can go from Broadway show to Broadway show to Broadway show to Broadway show by Broadway show and get yes. no recognition half the time right. is a true legend and a true icon. Wow. And then it's the, those that get a Broadway show, don't work for a little bit, get another Broadway show, don't work. You have the tenacity and wherewithal to not have your spirit broken. 
And this business is really good at take, 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 and take and giving you absolutely nothing, but you still have the wherewithal to keep going. And then to have someone who is known as a dancer keep quite literally breaking bounds of showing I'm more than just a dancer. I'm more than just kicking my face. I'm more than just twirling around. I can sing, I can act, I can I can dance, but I can do all these other things. And showing and proving people that that is true is also worthy to be praised. I look at all these people that are my friends that sing better than me, that act better than me, that dance better than me. And I'm just like, I just got lucky, y'all. I look up to y'all. I didn't go to college for this. I'm making up half this stuff as I go. Oh my God. So it's like, I look up to them because I can look up to a shooting star as many times as I want to, but that shooting star is not going to ignite me to do more. It's just going to want me, it's going to make me just want to be that shooting star. It's not going to feed fuel to this fire. Wow. Um, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I have so much love for you. I'm so happy to have you this morning. Thank you for getting up early in Vancouver. I cannot wait to see season two of Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Same. (laughs) (laughs) Um, thank you so much, Alex. Uh, love you so much. You're so sweet. Alex is such a special human being. Go ahead and follow Alex on Instagram at the Alex Newell. Y'all, oh, I am truly in love and inspired. Shout out to the Broadway Podcast Network. Shout out to Wilton Music for producing my theme song, Love COD. The full version is available on iTunes, sung by yours truly. If you like what you hear, rate this podcast, tell a friend, leave a review, honey. It was so appreciated. And please support us on Patreon, Black Hair in the Big Leagues. Thank you all so much for listening. And yeah, thanks for listening to Black Hair in the Big Leagues. I'm your host, Salisha Thomas. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.